the school is out. Which means it's time for Hi Kids. Good afternoon and welcome to the Hi Kids show. My name is Renal Silverstone and I'm 11 years old. This is Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. Today on the Hi Kids show, I'll be speaking to Dr. Hannah Norton. She is a homopath. What is a homopath? So listen, kids, don't go away. We have a very interesting show. Also on the show, I have a tongue twister to challenge your mouth and a high kid riddle to challenge your brain. Here are the details if you have any questions for my guest, Dr. Hannah Norton, or if you want to say hi to your friends and family. The SMS number is 34519 and is charged at 1 rand 50 cents. You can send me a telegram on 061-895-1019 and please don't forget to sign your name. You can also call us on 010-140-3020. Please kids, call us, call us, call us. Get ready for a very exciting show on High Kids today. You're listening to High Kids on 101.9 High FM. I'm Renal Solson and I'm 11 years old. Good afternoon, Doctor. Good afternoon, Renal. I'm very pleased to be here. Yay! <laughs> How are you? Very well, thanks. And yourself? I'm great. That's good. What is a homeopathy and how does it work? Okay, so homeopathy is a system of medicine. It was developed by a German physician in the late 18th and early 19th centuries. And it's based on a fundamental principle of like cures like. So Dr. Uh, Samuel Hahnemann discovered that the application of certain substances, once they've been homeopathically prepared, as in they've been diluted and highly energized through a process of succussion or um, the application of kinetic energy to it, they uh, it enhances the healing properties of substances and and brings about a curative response in the individual by stimulating their own immune system to heal the body from within outwards. Wow. That is so cool. (laughs) It is. It's very cool. (laughs) (laughs) When was homopathy developed? So it was developed in the late uh, 1700s to early 1800s. And thereafter, it was then further developed by um, doctors throughout the uh, 19th century, well into the 20th. And it's still continuing to develop today with uh, uh, academic research and uh, the continuation of the profession. Wow. Yeah. That's quite cool. <laughs> Why should I rather use homeopathic medicine than prescribed chemical medication? Okay, so this is a bit of a catch-22. So um, whilst we don't advocate for the elimination of any form of medicine, um, obviously I'm going to be very pro-homeopathy in that it stimulates the natural um, healing mechanisms within the body. So we all have an immune system. We all have an endocrine system that balances hormones. We've got a good functioning nervous system. So homeopathic medicines in their highly dilute format and in then uh, through this principle of stimulating the, the body's own healing mechanisms, provide the cure from within outwards and it balances uh, the individual without the application of any harmful chemicals to the body. So there's, there's no risk of side effects with homeopathic remedies, which is great. Wow. How long does it take for homeopathy 
thick medicine to our canal system. Ah, so that as well, it depends on the nature of the condition that the homeopathic doctor is treating. So for acute illnesses, you can have response within minutes of the application of the homeopathic remedy. It depends on the um, infective process that is at play. So for example, influenza takes a little bit longer to treat than your common cold. But for chronic illnesses such as osteoarthritis or endocrine disorders, the period of time until uh, you achieve a therapeutic effect can be a little bit longer just because the nature of those conditions uh, means that they're more of a long-standing um, complaint. Yeah, But there's a, co- there's a common misconception that homeopathy takes a long time to work, and it just isn't true. In acute illness, you can get response within minutes if correctly applied. What do you mix with the medicine for it to work? <laughs> okay, so the actual medicine itself is the therape- what we term the therapeutic agent, and the different means of dispensing homeopathic remedies depends on the practitioner. So we have what are termed medicating potencies, which are usually in a liquid format, and we uh, dispense that either into a dropper bottle with a mixture of uh, a low percentage ethanol or a low uh, or distilled water, um, or we can medicate onto lactose and sucrose pills. If the medicine does not work, is there another alternative? Absolutely. So usually with homeopathic remedies, because they're so, uh, they're also prescribed based on the individual presentation of the symptoms, they, the homeopath can sometimes get the wrong end of the stick because um, each patient can present certain symptoms at a different stage in the therapeutic process. So depending if they reveal everything on the first consult, you usually get an immediate result. But sometimes a change of remedy might be required or due to the nature of the illness, you might need to apply um, additional treatments. So, for example, if someone has a vitamin B12 deficiency, it doesn't matter what homeopathic remedy you treat them with. If you don't correct that deficiency, you might not get the outcome that you want. Wow. Are there any side effects from the homeopathic medicine? There's no reported side effects per se, but because of the reaction and the flush of the system, that you can have what is termed as an initial aggravation in homeopathy. This is actually a good sign that um, the remedy has been correctly uh, prescribed for the patient, but maybe in too strong a potency or dose. So you can get an initial flare-up of the symptoms before they subside and, and recover. Wow, that's interesting. Mm. Should a homeopathic doctor be a medical practitioner first or can you only be a homeopath? So that depends where you are in the world. So, for example, in countries like Germany and India, homeopathy is a postgraduate uh, diploma after medicine. So they all qualify as a conventional medical doctor first, then they go on and they specialize in homeopathy. In South Africa, because of the unique construct of our health professions councils, we have got a separate degree, a master's degree, that is on par with a medical degree, um, and then we go in and we study that from the beginning. So homeopaths in South Africa aren't medical doctors, but as primary healthcare practitioners, they have the right to diagnose and the training to diagnose. So they are considered primary healthcare practitioners, but they have their specific scope of practice and the remedies that they prescribe. So it's not necessary in South Africa to first study conventional medicine or a, 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 a usual medical degree before going into homeopathy. You can study it from the beginning. Wow. So can a homeopathic doctor diagnose a problem? 
they most certainly can. So because we're registered with the Allied Health Professions Council, which is the sister council or brother council, whichever way you'd like to look at it, to the Health Professions Council that regulates medical doctors, homeopathic doctors are trained in pathology, diagnostics, pharmacology, biochemistry, anatomy, physiology, the whole shtick. And uh, we're legally allowed to send for, we can conduct physical examinations like blood pressure, check someone's heart, and we can send for diagnostic imaging like x-rays and laboratory tests. So we are legally allowed to diagnose in this country, and hence the reason why we're granted the uh, title of doctor. Wow. Can a homeopathic doctor treat all diagnostic problems? Yes, they definitely can. So the broad scope of homeopathic medicine means that it can treat absolutely everything from the tip of your head to the tips of your toes, barring conditions that require a surgical intervention. So if you break a leg, for example, you'll first go and get it set, properly set, and thereafter we can assist with the post-operative care. So anything uh, we assist and treat all conditions, from acute illnesses to chronic disease like diabetes, uh, cardiovascular issues, all of it. Wow. You said acute during your answer. Yes. Could you explain to our listeners what it is? Okay. So an acute condition is usually, um, it's a short-acting condition, and it can be either a pain response. So, for example, if you stub your toe, you are acutely in pain, or it can be as a result of an infection. So if you get the common cold or an, an influenza, we consider that an acute infectious illness. If it starts to go into what is known as like a post-viral fatigue, etc., that's more of a chronic complaint, long-standing. And unfortunately, the fundamental difference between acute versus chronic is that a chronic condition slowly deteriorates your health, but you might be able to survive with it. With an acute illness, one of two things happens. You will either recover completely, or unfortunately, the alternative is uh, passing on. <laughs> so we, we want to handle our acute illnesses correctly, but luckily no one's passed away from the common cold in recent years. <laughs> Good. <laughs> what are Holding the, thumbs. <laughs> what are the physical, mental, and emotional aspects of homeopathy? Uh, of the homeopathic doctor or of the, the patient seeking homeopathic treatment? Both. Both. Okay. Well, so sorry, that was physical, emotional, and psychological. Uh, so. Perfect. Yeah. So your no, physical, mental. Physical, mental. I don't know if that's the same. No. Well, no. so mental is our, the, the functioning of our mind, and then physical is the functioning of our body. So to describe the patient that is seeking homeopathic treatment, um, usually they're in quite a dire need because, and unfortunately, due to the nature of individuals not really being aware of the benefits of homeopathy and also the qualifications of a homeopathic doctor, um, we kind of see your, your end case patients who literally have gone the conventional route, they've, they've reached the end of their tether, they're not getting results. So they're usually pretty, pretty upset and worn out. Um, they, they, they can be in dire need of assistance. Um, but generally speaking, all good souls. And as to speaking to the mental and physical makeup of the average homeopathic doctor, Empathy, empathy, empathy. <laughs> we have such an empathy for our patients because we believe in treating the entire individual, mind, body, and spirit, and restoring um, restoring health to the entire individual. So 
So homopathic medicine is probably better than normal medicine, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> you can always say in your opinion. It's not necessarily a question of one being better than the other because, of course, there's there's life-saving situations where antibiotics are 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 going to be of utmost importance. Um, but I would say that the both systems of medicine can certainly work hand in hand for the benefit of the patient. So I believe in my practice that I um, will treat everything and anything that walks through my doors and um, if deemed appropriate and they require any sort of conventional or pharmaceutical medication, you can always refer. So these, the systems of medicine work beautifully together in a cross-referral and cooperative relationship. So there's, there's not one that's better than the other. There's is just um, one that might be appropriate for a given situation or condition and to treat that patient at that time. Wow. So we're going to take a quick song break and we'll be right back. Perfect. Thanks. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 Hi FM. This is Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Renal Silverstone and I'm 11 years old. How many years does it take to become a homopathic doctor? <laughs> okay, so in South Africa, it's a five-year master's degree with the provision of a minimum of one-year master's research. So if you complete your academic degree within five years, you usually on average take about an additional one to two years to complete your master's dissertation. So all in, it can take five to seven years to become a homeopath. Oh, wow. What are the three levels of homopathy? Please explain each one. Oh, I would I would be very interested to know what uh, to which three levels are you referring? To the one you think I'm referring. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mean in terms of qualification? Uh, yeah, probably. Okay, so in in South Africa versus um, other parts of the world, because that's that's probably where homeopathy gets a little bit confusing. Is in um, England and Australia, homeopaths are allowed to um, practice as lay homeopaths. They're not qualified medical professionals. Um, but in South Africa, the only legal scope for a homeopathic doctor to practice in is as a homeopathic doctor. So you have to complete um, your degree through one of the uh, universities, either DUT or good old UJ here in Joburg, um, before you can register with Allied Health Professions Council. Once you're registered with Allied Health Professions Council, you get uh, registered with Board of Healthcare Funders and you get granted a practice number. And that is your license to practice as a homeopath in South Africa. So, yeah, top tier in South Africa. Wow. <laughs> Can a small dose of remedy be effective, or is it a long-term treatment? Ah, so the interesting thing is that a lot of people think that small doses equals not much effect. But the beauty of homeopathy is that it has such a fundamental effect on the cells of the body that even the smallest, smallest dosage has an impact, and it has a knock-on effect because it actually alters the cellular functioning in order to produce the health, uh, to produce the healthy condition in an individual. So, yeah, those small doses pack a big punch. Oh. Do you make your own homeopathic medication? 
So um, homeopathic doctors uh, dispense their own medications, but in terms of the manufacture of the remedies, we look to our pharmaceutical companies uh, to manufacture our stock potencies, and thereafter we dispense. So we don't make them from scratch ourselves because that would take a very long time. And in South Africa, we have to follow good pharmaceutical manufacturing practices. So you want a reputable laboratory that has good uh, good uh, pharmaceutical <laughs> practices. Exactly. The two biggest ones in, in our country so far are um, fusion homeopathics and also uh, Comed, which uh, was previously known as Natura. Wow. Can you get homeopathic cream? Oh, definitely. So, again, when you're talking about creams, you medicate into the cream. So you can have homeopathic remedies or tinctures mixed up into a cream format for topical applications. So we usually prescribe those if you want to ease inflammation associated with skin afflictions like psoriasis or eczema. Just a reminder about the tongue twister. It is cheap, chippy, chopper, I repeat chip, cheap, chippy, chopper. A bit later... Well, and also there's a high-kid riddle to challenge your brain. It's what spends all time on the floor but never gets dirty. With the cream, mm. can it help vasculitis sores? It definitely can. So, but if you have an internal, if you have a vasculitis, which is inflammation of the blood vessels that supply the skin, that is an internal condition. So you want to treat internally as well, but it can certainly help with the topical application and healing of the wound. Um, if a vasculitis has ruptured, you usually want to go in for just a straight homeopathic tincture mixed in water rather than a uh, topical cream application. Majority of people are suffering with different types of headaches. Mm. What would you recommend in your homeopathic treatment to help them? So that's what's interesting about homeopathy is because it's all individualized, you can have three people walk into your practice, each complaining of headache. But one person can be experiencing an aching type headache, another could be a throbbing type, another could be a sharp stabbing sort of migraine um, picture. And each of those individuals would require a thorough case taking and the application of their individualized prescription. So it's difficult to determine offhand, oh, they would all get X, Y, and Z as a remedy because it's individualized treatment. And um, as a homeopathic doctor as well, you're um, trained to recognize when there might be other underlying causes for a headache. So, for example, if there's a biomechanical cause, there's a, a spinal malalignment or a muscle spasm associated with headaches, you might want to apply um, a therapeutic agent in an injectable format or uh, refer to a physiotherapist or a chiropractor if there's a biomechanical malalignment that needs to be corrected. So treating holistically. Wow. What different food is recommended for different diseases? Ooh, that's an interesting one, and it has got a wide array of spectrum. So, for example, if you've got a condition that is predominantly affecting your liver and you've got elevated liver enzymes or a low-functioning liver, usually you want to limit protein intake. Um, just to ease the strain of the liver. Same for kidneys. Uh, for autoimmune diseases, one of the fundamental food groups that should be avoided is anything containing gluten, um, as it is an inflammatory mediator and can trigger uh, or exacerbate autoimmune reactions. If someone has chronic sinus issues, they might want to be tested for food intolerances, 
um, you know, issues with dairy, wheat, especially sugar as well for chronic sinus and um, inflammatory skin conditions. Same thing for kiddies diagnosed with ADHD. We always look at how much sugar are these little guys getting. <laughs> Do you use iridology in your practice? And what is iridology? I myself do make use of iridology. So it is a separate um, diagnostic tool that's not inclusive or covered under homeopathy. So it's something completely different. And basically what the um, structure of the iris of the eye, which for those of you who don't know, is the colored portion of the eye, because it is genetically determined. So you get a mixture of genes from mom, mixture of genes from dad, and it all gets mixed up into making the beautiful individual that is you. Um, we are able able to determine by certain signs that we can pick up in the iris what potential health issues an individual might have. So if you've got a, a tendency towards a sluggish digestive tract or an issue with circulation, what's very important that I'd like to very much clear up right now is that you cannot to diagnose and formally diagnose someone with a medical condition using iridology. It shows a genetic propensity or a tendency towards issues with organs or organ systems. Doesn't mean you definitely have it. Just that if lifestyle and diet and stress levels aren't conducive, these are the potential problem areas that might come up with an individual. So it's a very useful ad- addition to your diagnostic toolbox. Wow. Why does homeopathy use alcohol mixed in the remedy? So the reason for that, um, and the percentage alcohol has got to be very, very low in order to be administered safely to an individual, and then we never medicate into individuals that have uh, medicate using alcohol to, uh, for individuals that have a religious uh, objection or an issue with alcohol addiction or to little babies. We rather use distilled water or the sucrose pillules. Um, the reason is it acts as a preservative. That is the function to keep your remedy lasting um, for many, many moons. <laughs> wow. Can homeopathic doctors treat animals? They can do, but legally within South Africa, um, under scope of medicine, uh, you have to be a licensed veterinar- uh, veterinarian in order to treat animals. So in theory, animals are just like us. They're mammals. They respond to homeopathic remedies. But you always want to be taking your beloved pets first to a homeopathic veterinarian. So they have the dual uh, qualification. For, uh, oh. for scope of practice in South Can Africa. Can children and babies be treated by a homeopathic? Highly, highly effectively. In fact, uh, pediatrics or the treatment of children and um, infants is, is one of our biggest fortes because homeopathic remedies aren't processed through the liver, so there's no risk of toxicity for these little guys. There's no contraindications, and you, they can be safely treated from the get-go. Wow, that's so cool. Can you help allergies that cause asthma and a cough that goes on for days? Definitely, definitely. So that's also a big area that homeopathic medicine is highly effective in treating is your allergic rhinitis, your allergic skin conditions, asthma, eczema, chronic sinus. Um, again, we look at treating the individual holistically. So we'll select their, their remedy co- according to their overall picture. Um, and also, of course, we'll look at trying to remove sources of allergic exposure. So if someone's got, for example, an animal dander allergy, we try and incorporate that into a treatment plan and um, limit um, exposure as far as possible. And certainly with your food allergies and food intolerances, we definitely want to remove the offending food from the diet.
Can homeopathic medicine help Bilharzia? It definitely can because, again, going back to those acute infectious illnesses, your Bilharzia or your protozoal infections, because we work with strengthening the immune system, um, so as opposed to targeting the Bilharzia itself, we target the individual with Bilharzia, increase their immune system, increase that immune reaction, and uh, treat it that way. Nice explanation. Thank you. (laughs) How can people hear about you and get hold of you? Okay, so for any homeopathic doctor, you can just find their name. You can just give them a good old Google because uh, we are all listed on med pages and your online directories. But if you are looking for a practitioner near you, I strongly urge you to go to the Homeopathic Association website. So you just Google Homeopathic Association of South Africa. It'll take you straight to their web page and you've got they've got a subsection there practitioner search so you type in your area and um, and you can search away and find a practitioner um, located near you wow that's so cool yeah you're listening to hi kids on 101.9 hi fm this is Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Renal Silverstone and I'm 11 years old. That song was Poor Unfortunate Souls from The Little Moment. Just before I quickly start saying everything, I just want to ask one more question before we Go start to le- leave. Um, diets. Mm. Question... How do we do diets, basically? <laughs> okay, so now this is my personal ethos that I follow in my practice and I recommend to all my patients. I'm a big proponent of the blood type diet, originally developed by Dr. Peter Diadamo. Uh, so he was a man ahead of his time. He did a lot of research into different dietary factors that affect individuals with different blood types. And... Hands down, in clinical practice, I have found that when individuals naturally follow their blood type, even without knowing what their blood type uh, diet is, fewer instances of chronic illness, fewer instances of unhealthy weight, endocrine disturbances, you name it. So I, I have to admit that I'm a big proponent for the blood type diet. You guys can go ahead and Google that for further info if you'd like. Wow. Just a reminder that the Kid Riddle is what spends all time on the floor but never gets dirty. Are you ready for the tongue twister? This is how it works. You can call us on 010-140-3020 and I'll count how many times you can say the tongue twister in 10 seconds. You can call now on 010-140-3020 to see if you can say the tongue twister faster than me. Cheap, chippy, chopper. And you can send your answers for the riddle to 34519 or you can telegram to 061-895-1019. Do we have any callers? If not, let's do it with Dr. Hannah Norton. Okay. <laughs> Alrighty. Oh, no, I said your surname wrong. <laughs> no, you got it. You got it. Dr. Hannah Norton, you got it. Okay. Oh, phew. So in 10 seconds, correct? Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, do you know it? I know it. Cheap chippy chopper. Okay. Cheap chippy chopper. Cheap chippy chopper. Okay. Cheap chippy chopper. Woo. Cheap chippy chopper. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's. That was a practice round. Now let's do it. Oh, is that a practice? Okay. Yes. <laughs> Three, two, one, go. Cheap chippy chopper. 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 And I'm out. <laughs> no, it's just going. Oh, oh. Cheap chippy chopper. Cheap chippy chopper. Cheap chippy chopper. Cheap. Whoa! Now it's. <laughs> oh, don't ask seven. me for the Peter Piper. Peter. <laughs> oh, no, I'm getting confused. Eight times. Probably won't be able to beat that, but good job. Now Thank let's you. see if I can beat you. Three, two, one. 
Go! Cheap chippy chopper, 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 chopper. Ah no! A time! It is a it's a tie. Thank you. <laughs> I still think you won because you could have gotten more. <laughs> I think DJ Flo's the winner. <laughs> oh, I think we're going to give it to Hannah. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> thank you to my guest, Dr. Norton, for coming on Hi Kids. And thank you to my producer, Mandy, and DJ Flo for pushing the big red buttons. Join us tomorrow for another Hi Kids show only on 11.95 FM. Goodbye, kids, and I'll see you tomorrow.